How are you doing, sir? Thank you so much for being here. How are you today? I'm extremely well. And, and I'm the one who has to thank you for this opportunity. So once again, thank you so much. So much. Oh, it's all my pleasure. And my big shout out to my friend Dima, who actually was, he's the very first guest of this podcast. Wow. And he is the one who made this connection happen. My goodness. Dima, not only a friend, but uh, I guess you know the the appreciation that we have for him as a cultural ambassador of the Dominican Republic in Israel. Oh, for sure. He has promoted our, our rhythms, our national rhythms, and also our, our way of life in a way that uh, uh, very difficult to, you know, to, to get to that level. He is unbelievable. Yeah, so he is the unofficial. Uh, yeah, yeah he's, 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 he shares with me the role of ambassador of the Dominican Republic for sure. <laughs> no, he's an awesome guy. So for the people who who watching us right now, it's actually the first time they'll watch a, 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 my, my, an episode, not just hear it. Uh, aside from being the ambassador of the Dominican Republic, you do also many things. So a little, give them a little bit about background. Well, whenever I have a, a moment, I try to spend time with the family. That's, that's the first priority. And uh, I try to work out also as regularly as possible. I read every day. I read every day. Um, I watch movies whenever I can. Now, because of the amount of work, the agenda is building up, especially after, you know, the conditions have been more relaxed. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm practically meeting government officials and, and people from the academy and the business sector every day. So now I'm not watching as, as many films as I, as I used to and as I like to. Uh, but really, yeah, our, our, you know, the time that we devote for amusement and, and leisure is, is, uh, is well, uh, is well uh, how can I say, appreciated. <laughs> so every time we have a chance, we do something. I drink wine, at least a glass every day. That's good. Not yeah, to yeah, say yeah. It's, uh, it's recommended. Because listening to music. Uh, not only Dominican music, I'm, I'm actually a, an avid collector of, of music. I have a large collection of jazz. I am very inclined towards a big band, swing, you know, the jazz that has structure. Yeah. Uh, not, not so much a fan of uh, smooth jazz like that of Kenny G and all that. That is not jazz, that's, that's elevator music. <laughs> but uh, all the, the precursors of the jazz, uh, you know, genre and... Uh, that jazz that had feeling, structure, not yeah. the bebop is a little bit too uh, chaotic for me. But uh, the, the, just like you said before, the, the, I like the good things, you know. And uh, I also like classic rock. Hey. And I like alternative, you know, that uh, movement that uh, was born in the, in the West Coast of the U.S. It's fantastic. Uh, I also like all the other Latin rhythms. I, I have a collection of salsa that you would not believe. <laughs> I like Western African music. You're a man of many. Uh, no, no. You're all, of, you're all over the place. No, but I'll, I'll tell you why, for example, the West African music. As you know, we have a, a very strong connection with Africa. Yes. It is uh, one of our probably most important elements in the definition of our identity as uh, Caribbean people. Mm -hmm. So in order for me to understand where this magnificent, you know, Creole culture uh, had its base, I had to go back to the roots. So I had to understand more the, the music scene and also the, the endemic rhythms of the nations from Senegal to Angola. 
which composed basically that uh, ethnic group of people that was uh, dragged by force from Africa to to become slaves in the New World, mm-hmm. and that uh, shaped the identity of of these new colonies and uh, the way we look, the way we act, the way we think, the way we move. You know, was conditioned precisely with this with the arrival of the Africans. So this is why, you know, I, I mentioned Western African music in, in the discussion. So, so many things, many, many things. I mean, it's it's uh, it's amazing how you say I go you, that you go all the way back to music to understand the roots in order to enrich what you know now, because everything basically came from Africa. We all exactly. we all started. This is the, that was our starting point yeah if, if 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 you're talking now about anthropology of course the human species is supposed to have been you know uh how can i say it's supposed to have been evolved you yeah. know in the african continent and then generated Broke this, apart this from, migration this yeah. great migration that uh, uh took took thousands and thousands of years and and the places where these settlements uh were eventually established what was defined also now the different characters, characteristics, characteristics of each individual human group. I don't like to use the term race because I, I believe uh, we only have a human race, mm-hmm. you know. But uh, the the phenotypes, yeah, are, the... de- are defined by the environment basically. Yeah, that's like evolution. Exactly, just like so... like David Attenborough. You know, <laughs> you have to watch that because it's basically really a testimony of how things work. Yeah, what I was going to say is that. Uh you went back to the roots and i wonder have you ever have you ever saw yourself as an ambassador of your country well honestly uh i think i think yes i i have to be honest uh i started the work in the ministry of foreign affairs uh, very young mm-hmm. uh, i was actually 18 years old when i joined the ministry I was serving as a protocol officer, very young, but I had domain of English and French. So they gave me the opportunity and that helped me also, that domain that I had helped me also to eventually become an official interpreter and translator in the ministry when I was very young. And I discovered that it was my vocation. Uh, My major is law. I'm a lawyer. This is what I studied in university. So I really need to pay attention to what I say otherwise. No, no, no. This is one of the reasons why I chose diplomacy. Because when I went to practice uh, law, which I did, and I have to say it was very successful, but but I didn't feel at home in the courtroom with uh, ridiculous procedures. And and, uh, the system itself was a little bit complicated and not... Uh, nothing to do with the books. Yeah, there was a a discrepancy between what was written and the practice, and that didn't kind of fit into my logic, you know. And also, I I couldn't put price to my work. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I was working for close people, and uh, then I I ended up not charging or. And if if you don't charge, you're not gonna make a living. <laughs> That's true. <You> know? <laughs> I can definitely understand yeah. that. <laughs> so I. I continued, of course, my my work in the ministry and evolved slowly. But at one point, uh, especially when when you are uh, a deputy, for example, which I was in many occasions, I was a deputy head of mission in Seoul, mm-hmm. South Korea, for six years. I was deputy head of mission in, in Tokyo, Japan, for wow. almost four years. 
and deputy head of mission in UNESCO, in our mission to UNESCO in Paris for also almost four years. And uh, I, I thought uh, at one point that I was ready to become head of mission. And uh, you told me that I could be honest, right? Oh, 100%. <laughs> it's uh, all about you today. Yeah. Now the new government has changed the what was uh, an ancient policy of appointing political ambassadors everywhere, anywhere, without any kind of strategy. Mm-hmm. So now we have a government that is taking that into consideration. And this is why I was given the opportunity, I have to say. Our president was raised with our same values. Mm-hmm. He's an extraordinary man with a vision. And he decided to promote uh, some uh, minister counselors that were already considered to have the experience and the merit to become heads of mission. And I was in that group. But where I was going with the with the narrative is that I worked with people that did not have the qualifications, did not have the, the background, did not have the education, did not have the domain of foreign languages. They had an abject, you know, ignorance of the basics of the profession. And I said, no, this has to change. So, of course, that even pushed me even harder to try to, to continue to develop myself, mm-hmm. to be ready when the opportunity came. And uh, thank the Almighty and the decision, the, the firm decision of the President and the Minister of Foreign Affairs. My Minister of Foreign Affairs is, is probably one of the brightest, brightest men that I've ever met. Uh, he's also a martial artist. <laughs> In fact, he was the one who served for, as an interpreter, an aide-de-camp. To Bruce Lee, when Bruce Lee came to visit the Dominican Republic, really in the early seventies before his passing, you know. Wow. And uh, now that's a huge like. It's a big feather, you know, because he spent time with Bruce Lee, and my 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 minister was also my professor in the diplomatic academy. And he is from a lineage of diplomats, top level diplomats, because his father was also <laughs> minister of foreign affairs. And I met his father. Bef- I met his father before I met him, because I studied in the in the in the university where his father had a, a big strong bond. Mm-hmm. And I met him, and I was, uh, how can I say? I was wow. I was I was so surprised to see someone with the broad culture that this man had. His father it was a wow. I was super impressed. And then when I met. Uh, my minister of foreign affairs, which was his son, I was like, I understand where this, you know, where, where my 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 minister comes from. So it's it couldn't be otherwise, you know. So they took the decision of um, implementing the law and establishing a, a firm quota of career diplomats as heads of mission. So our system now is more professional, and the country itself is uh, going in 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 a different direction. So essentially, they put people who want to do the job and are very more prepared, more all. prepared yeah, and yeah, more yeah. more suitable, who have the vocation, the experience. Yeah, and and this was a, an executive decision, and uh, our population is is supporting the president because uh, they are they're seeing that uh, there is a real uh, intention of changing the the ancient, you know, structures that were not working. So we're very hopeful. And very, I'm not a politician, by the way. Yeah. I, You're a diplomat. I am a diplomat. Com- this yeah. is two different... Uh... But in countries, in some countries, you know, there's there's a bond. There's a bond uh, that, 
that sometimes is uh, functional. But in my case, I decided to be independent uh, because I work for my country. I don't work for a political party. Mm -hmm. I work for the nation. I serve the nation. That's what I am, a public servant. It's just that diplomacy is a special branch of public service. You know, that where you need some special conditions to do the work. Yes. But you're nothing but a public servant. So people have to be clear. Whenever a Dominican shows up at my door, you know, I am humble. I am, I am uh, completely open to hear what they need because the only reason for me to be here, besides the other responsibilities, is to take care of my community. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, they yeah, are the ones you who are me. you are their their point of contact with with, with the, the with the government institutions and the nation and I I owe myself to them yes so I I make them feel that they are valued and appreciated that is you know ambassador so they, just a, ambassador is just a title yeah so basically I'm you, a, I'm a, you, this is why it's called foreign service you know yes you're dispatched abroad to serve the interests of your country mm -hmm. so I'm here to serve nothing else <laughs> and to strengthen the excellent relations that we have with the state of israel how how did you end up here is it your choice or your uh... it, it was actually not my choice it was it was a surprise i was it was already during the pandemic in france uh i was living not in paris because after living in in seoul and tokyo i wanted to have you know more space so i decided not to live in paris and we have to say it, Paris is, is probably one of the most beautiful cities, but it's not as clean as, as Tokyo and people are not as polite as in, in Tokyo. So we decided to, <laughs> to move outside of, of the city. And we're living in a small village, beautiful village, where Emile Sola, oh. the, the writer, used to live. It's called Medan. Mm -hmm. And for us, it, it has a special, special place in our heart. It was a beautiful time for us. And I was uh, at home, working from home, and I received a, a phone call. And it was precisely my minister of foreign affairs. And he told me, uh, querido Ernesto, uh, I'm pleased to inform you that you are going to be our next ambassador to the state of Israel. And you can imagine my, you know, my, my joy. It was, uh, it was beautiful news, not only because I was going to be promoted, Mm -hmm. but also because uh, I've always admired the Jewish nation and uh, what, what the Zionist movement has achieved here in this land. It's unbelievable. It's, it's not short of a miracle. So we have so much to learn from this beautiful country. I mean, you know, it's always, that's a, always a loaded question because I'm, we don't we see how we are seen outside mm -hmm. how we, we are uh, how we as the perception I, as you mean their perception that i would i call it the mainstream perception so you don't know sometimes you and unless you talk to the people on the ground the people who live there and yeah, yeah, yeah. you then you get to hear what the the the, the people level not the official demo, like the, the media level are thinking because some people will say oh israel is amazing or some people are like, nah, like there we're not. But also, I, I, I did a little, like I did a little research. I'm not like very knowledgeable, but about the history of the <laughs> Dominican Republic, that they also had to undergo a lot of struggles to become who they are. They're 
there was the Spanish, the French, the American, and there was like the Haitian. Exactly. And uh, they also had to fight to deserve their uh, yes their freedom. Yes, actually, our historical process is uh, is a little bit different from the process of, of most of the nations in Latin America, because of you know that uh, that situation that you described. We went through several hands. And uh, we finally obtained our independence, not from Spain, from France, or from England, but from Haiti. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you want us to touch the subject of history, but Haiti... We can go a little so people wouldn't understand. Yeah, Haiti is a hot topic now because of the unfortunate incidents that occurred yeah. recently. But uh, look what happens. Um, when Spain encountered several, you know difficulties in the continent because of the the struggles and the wars that they had with uh, France and England, they started to lose control of the colonies Mm -hmm. in America. Uh, A very strong uh, separatist movement, a movement that was seeking independence for the colonies, uh, evolved at the beginning of the 19th century. Mm Some of the countries like Mexico, uh, Argentina, uh, Paraguay, Bolivia, are very early. They proclaimed their independence. And in our case, we proclaimed our independence right after all the provinces of Central America. You know, uh, Guatemala, Salvador, uh, Honduras, Costa Rica, and Nicaragua proclaimed their independence in, on the 15th of September of 1821. All of them, all together. Proclamation that took place in Guatemala, which was the head of the colonial government mm-hmm. for these provinces. Following that trend, we proclaimed our independence also in November of 1821. But it was called an ephemeral independence. Mm. We profited from that moment when Spain was at, it, at its weakest to proclaim it. However, Haiti, which was already an independent nation, after the U.S., Haiti was the second nation to become independent in all the Americas in, in the 1st of January of 1804. Mm-hmm. And they defeated the most uh, powerful army of its time, which was the, the, the army of Napoleon. Yeah. Bonaparte, on the, led by Le General Leclerc. They, the slaves surprised the them. Slave, uh... The slaves were organized by uh, an, an, it was an illuminated individual. It was called uh, Toussaint Louverture. Toussaint Louverture brought together that uh, desire for independence due to the the type of exploitation that the French had established in what what was their most productive and rich colony, which was Haiti. It was called the Pearl of the Antilles. Mm -hmm. So all these slaves that uh, had, the only things that they had in common, to be honest, was that they were black. Because I told you before, they come from Senegal to Angola, all different nations, all different tribes with different languages, different traditions, different religion, different uh, liturgy. Uh, it was, they were all different. So they were united by the desire to, be, you know, to, to kick out this oppressor yeah. by a, uh, a Creole language that they had to devise in order to communicate among them using French as a base and all their national dialects. And also through the vision of Toussaint Louverture. Unfortunately, Toussaint Louverture died in the process before the independence was proclaimed. And uh, Jean-Jacques Dessalines, 
took his place, and he was the one, the first president of Haiti, who proclaimed the independence in 1804. Uh, unfortunately, the Saline was also murdered later on. The country separate, the country split. Two kingdoms were actually established in such small territory of, of the western side of Hispaniola. And uh, once those two kingdoms were reunited uh, by Jean-Pierre Boyer, he decided actually to uh, invade the eastern side of the island with the intention of unifying the island. But he did it three months, after, almost four months after we had already proclaimed our independence. So, it's kind of... so basically, it was it was a, an untimely invasion. Yeah, his intent, their intention probably were unreasonable because what they wanted to do was to avoid, you know, since we proclaim our independence, to avoid that this generated. An invasion from Spain or from other yeah, to colonial kind of powers to 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 take control yes. of the island to avoid this and also to take more territory. That was yeah. the, the to the, establish a culture independent to, from voila, to 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 unify the island under one flag and you know one nation. But they forgot that we had already uh, developed our own um, our identity. own identity, our own culture, our own cultural and social cultural institutions. Yeah, you know. They abolished the army. They they suspended our, our traditional practices. They they wanted to change the language from Spanish to French. It was it was very hard. They dismantled the army, uh, and it was a brutal you know it was it was a brutal period. So twenty two years after, we proclaimed our independence, and ever since we have been an independent nation with ups and downs, but now we're in a very good moment. Uh, we're full of hope with uh, the new government and uh, the path that I believe is going to be, you know, uh, traced by by our president. So we're all very hopeful. Well, let's hope, and also I hope uh, things will hopefully get better in terms of health wise, and people will be able to. Yeah, but you know, I have to say, our country, uh, our country is probably one of the ones that with the highest rate of vaccinations in all the continent. Yeah. 70% of the population have already been vaccinated and uh, 40 per, over 40% have already received the second dose. So in, in regional terms, we're very well positioned. And uh, But I guess everywhere now there's, there's a resurgence. Yeah, there's like a fourth, like a special strain. That exactly, kind the of disease makes... that is more resistant and more contagious. But, but we're, the government is trying to implement appropriate measures to, to contain the spread of the disease and um, I believe by the end of the year we will all be vaccinated and, and things hopefully yes with the grace of the almighty fingers crossed yes and things will will come back to normal because we like you Dominicans are very warm and <laughs> we hug we kiss we even the way we dance as you are well aware it's, it's closed we we do everything you know with passion yeah intimately I mean it's a warm place it's ex extremely it's warm Warm place requires warm people. Mm, but I think, you know, more, more than the warmth that we receive <laughs> from the sun is basically our character. We're, yes. We're very similar to to the people here in Israel. This is why I felt such, you know, so well uh, welcomed and received. And and uh, we feel at home here. Have you, did you know before coming here that there are people dancing bachata in Israel? Well, you know, this, this is very interesting. I knew because i was the one who uh 
developed the project of inscription of bachata in world uh, heritage list in the world of intangible her heritage yeah of it humanity. was recognized uh, last no two in 2019 years ago? in 2000 december of 2019 two years ago yeah, yeah. Uh, in Colombia, it took place the ceremony where the the committee the committee met, and uh, I it took me it took me you know a lot of work to develop this project together with the counterparts in the Dominican Republic the community. I, I had to lead the whole group to build the inventory of the cultural element, and also do all this bureaucracy inside UNESCO that you cannot imagine how <laughs> intricate it is. But we were successful. It was it was the work of a, of a very good team. And I had the the privilege of, of being the leader of, of this team. And uh, we put our country again, you know, in, in a very good position because bachata is probably our cultural element that is, you know, more well known around the world. It blew up. In, in a matter of 10, 15 years? Yes, 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 yes. And the funny thing is it wasn't officially recognized officially recognized until this the late 60s. Yeah, well, actually, in the late 60s was when when it started to enter slowly into the mainstream. To, I'm saying it, that's uh, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah. It was already there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying it was get because it was it was it was it was considered marginal. You know, marginal it wasn't music. Yeah, 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 it yeah. wasn't for people who are. Listen, in in Dominican terms, it was like for for people in the whorehouses and yeah, yeah, yeah for brothels, know, brothels, and, uh, exactly, low level <laughs> brothels, and from 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 guys you know that came out from the army on weekends you know, <laughs> to go there and release all that steam. the stress, exactly all the stress. So it was it was a very particular. Uh, environment where you know bachata evolved yeah yeah but but anyways it took it took a while actually for society to accept it but when it was being broadcasted openly after the the death of trujillo and with the the participation of, of men who had a vision and you know wanted to make this expression that is really uh grassroots expression yeah. of, of our population to make it to make it available uh Aracena the director of, of Radio Guarachita uh it was all over the place where where you didn't hear bachata was in in the middle classes and the and the higher levels it was rejected totally rejected to be honest if you were hearing bachata you were out an outcast <laughs> you know <laughs> Uh, you were a punk, like yeah, uh, like an outcast. You know, <laughs> what, what's up with you? Yeah, you know? but uh, in my yeah, case, it I was the grunge music of uh, the Dominican. Exactly, exactly, grunge. <laughs> in my case, I had exposure to it because I I was working on a project with the a joint project with the Dominican and the, the Dominican government, the government of the U.S. So I was traveling all around the country, and I saw, you know, how the people. Which were not from the, you know, unprivileged, uh, less privileged sectors of the cities, you know, which this, these are like areas where poverty, you know, resides. But no, I'm talking about the, those real Dominicans from the countryside. I saw the way they were uh, digging it, the way the way they were enjoying it, because the lyrics of Achata are basically a narration of the way, you know, the real 
Dominicans, you know, the people from the ground feel. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, it's, it's a representation of their daily life. Yes. You know, and of also of the of the visceral feelings that they experience when they're in love or when on where on when they are out of love. You know, what I mean? when all all spectrum of love well, from uh, deep know, in exactly. love to to be from the happiest, merriest <laughs> love to the the one that makes you want to cut your veins. Yeah. yeah? <laughs> so it's, I I know some Spanish. My Spanish is not. In any shape or form, uh, as good, I can have a conversation, but I don't understand. I don't understand most of the lyrics, but to people who do understand, and and they, they... oh my goodness! <laughs> <laughs> Listen, there's a couple of bachatas. We we actually we had a, a very good uh, interaction when I when I first met Dima and, uh, and Jairo, mm-hmm. and they invited me to their to their show, and I made a playlist with my favorite bachatas. And I can tell you, uh, there's some bachatas that th- these are some of the songs that I li- you know that, that you have songs that you listen by yourself. Yes. When you're in your car, that you can pump it up like because they really hit you. And some of these songs are basically bachatas, you know, that remind me of moments. It's like the, the background music of some moments in my life that were very special, you know. And I identify with those lyrics profoundly. So this is what happened to me when I when I saw the way people were enjoying this that is so ours. You know, like, wow! I, I immediately became more sensitive and I started to to listen to bachata to collect. You know, to I started a collection of bachata, and I met Luis Vargas. You know, the the supreme king. He el he rey is, supremo. He is in my in my taste. I have some songs that I do like it. Yeah. But some songs, it's very hard for me like to raw. listen. He is his voice is his emotional. His yeah, very yeah, very. Yeah, um, so at some at, at parts, if I I don't because I don't understand it, like the the audio, just the I know what you audio mean. level of it. Is, I know I know what you mean. It's hard to process sometimes. But look look what happened with with Luis Vargas. I don't really like a lot of the things that he did at the beginning mm. because I. I thought he was using a lot of like double what we call double sense, yeah, game of words with with things that very sexually suggestive. <laughs> so I kind of didn't write, like it because it was grudge. You know? Yeah, it was. It was I, I I thought it lacked taste. However, uh, in the early '90s, he he made a couple of songs that w- became anthems, like "Loco de Amor." Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Because you see, it's it's a narration. It's a tale. It's a tale of someone who is madly in love with a woman and he he would do whatever to attract her attention and all this thing it's a beautiful song and you know what's good about luis that he doesn't write music so all these arrangements are in his head you know what i mean and that one another one is called el parrandero and I, I, at that moment i was in a, in a period of, in, a, in a sentimental turmoil so this song touched me it hit right in the in the in the button Yes, right in the, in the red button. So also uh, speaking to him, I knew the influence that he had in the evolution of the rhythm itself, integrating you know uh, some elements of merengue mm-hmm. and uh, teaching two of the most prominent uh, bachata singers of all times, uh, Anthony Santos and Raulín Rodriguez, are actually his disciples. So when I when I knew this, I mean my respect 
grew exponentially, <laughs> exponentially. So ever since I, I, I've been, I love bachata. And this is why it was so easy for me to carry out that project, that big project. You know that for reggae to be integrated into the World Heritage List, it took 20 years. Really? Merengue took 12 years. And we did bachata in two. I mean, also... That's it's, passion, brother. It's, That's passion. It's really passion. It's passion. Also, it's the ages because you have internet and you nah. have... No, nah, you don't want to say... They had internet. The they had internet 12 years ago. Not no. that much, but it's... Uh, you cannot, cannot say not that much, but it's not about the internet, man. No, but For, the bachata, it exploded beyond anything. But look what happens. The recognition is not awarded to the elements just by the fact that they're popular. Yeah. You have to prove to the committee. You know what I mean? You have to prove to the committee that not only it's uh, more than popular, that is something that is an integral part of the nation's identity, that it forms a part of their uh, rituals, of their celebrations, of their, that is present in their daily life, and that it is within the community uh, permanently, and that it has also the possibility of being transmitted from generation to generation. Oh, that's, you know what I mean? that's like the, it's a, it's a, it's a, how do you say it? Like you say, it's a part, it's an identity. It's like, but yes, but you have to prove it to the committee. Yeah. In writing, but, it's, it's like, yeah, writing now, now when you say it, two years, it's, it's insane. You know what I mean? Yes. To do all this in two years together with the anthropologists, with the ethnic musicians, with the, with the musicians themselves, with the community, to do it in two years. Trust me, it's the passion, brother, that makes it possible. 100%. If I wasn't so involved in bachata, it would, we, couldn't have, we couldn't have done it. It's it, amazing how this connection to... And I arrived to UNESCO also by chance, because I could have gone to the embassy. You know, yeah. we have an embassy and we have the mission to UNESCO. But since I never worked in the international organizations, I wanted to live the experience when they told me they were going to send me to Paris. I said, I want to go to UNESCO. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So that coincidence made it possible for me. Our boss back then was also an artist, the ambassador. He was not a, a career diplomat. He's an artist. He's a singer-songwriter. Very successful. Very successful and very famous, actually. Very famous in the country and abroad. Very, very respected. And because also of his determination, we were able, you know, he gave me, told me, do the project. And since he's, he's part of the community, it was easy for me because he understood. Whenever, I, even if sometimes he he became kind of dumb because <laughs> he didn't understand the process, but I put him. You know, no, listen, I know what I'm doing. You know, I know what I'm doing. Take it easy, take it easy. I were able to pull it off. But also his his uh, passion because he's since he's a musician. You know, it was easier for him to to give me some latitude so I can yeah. work. You know, and I mean that's carry it's, this out. it's amazing how the more you open yourself up to ideas, to segments of life, to different different practices, the 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 better your, I would say, your trajectory becomes. I mean, you, you bring it up and you're totally right, you know, because uh, in our profession, sometimes, um, as you say, you will focus on certain areas and your, your scope will not be as broad, yes. you know? But look what happens. I am from, uh the old school of diplomacy so i'm more of a generalist you mm -hmm. know what i mean and also feeling so dominican look what happens 
I'm here representing uh, a nation of 11 million people. I am supposed to know, you know, the way they think, the way they feel, what they like, because this is what I'm representing, mm -hmm. you know? So whenever I've been abroad, I've been very keen on, on projecting culture as one of our most important and valuable assets. We do not have the technology that you have here in Israel, you know, the advances. Yeah. We do not have, uh, we're not producing high-tech devices. We're not producing automobiles, but we are... Uh, great rum, great cigars, well, and amazing dancing. No, and, and, a, and a nation also that uh, is so yeah. open, yes. that uh, has a cosmovision of uh, inclusion, of tolerance, of... Uh, of being frank, just like the Israelis, you know, of being warm with solidarity and our culture when it comes to music and, and uh, gastronomy and our way of life is something probably, as I told you, the, the most important asset that we have. This is what we're recognized for abroad, not for, you know, producing anything, you know, anything yeah. that it, it could be sold tangibly like that. No, besides, you know, we have fantastic coffee, fantastic cacao, especially. We have a, a, the tourism infrastructure that is probably, the, not probably, no, it's the best in the Caribbean. We have the best infrastructure. We even have two subway lines in Santo Domingo, <laughs> you know, which is remarkable. We have seven international airports. We're a powerhouse. Yeah. But we are recognized by the intangible things. People recognize us precisely for our cultural elements. That's I, I, that's I want something I think people who dig in a little bit because living in the states for for some time, you hear uh, people going to Punta Cana and uh, the resorts and not essentially into the depth of the country to really experience the the, the culture. They experience you know the the tip of the iceberg. Yes, just, yes, I know what you and, mean. And and that part you know I I as much as I I. I appreciate tourism at it, it, it some places when it takes people who who don't care about the culture who just care about the the money they erase part of the culture or they erase things in order to you know make the quick buck and that's why something that really kind of not i don't i don't like in the sense because i have people friends who went to the dominican republic to build houses to help communities and that's i think how you promote the culture not resorts no I, i know exactly what you mean it's just that there is a segment of the of the population that visits the general population around the world that visits our country that what they are looking for is precisely that comfortable you know environment of a of an all-inclusive resort where you can have as you said a very superficial taste of dominican culture However, as you said, I mean, I am I am a tourist that I, I, I would rather. I, I think I've never been to a an all inclusive hotel outside of the Dominican Republic, you know, because the idea is precisely to infuse yourself with with this uh, country's culture wherever you go. Yeah, it's like when I went to Thailand uh, when I was serving in Asia. I never went to the beach in Thailand because I have I have you know probably better beaches. You come from a country that exactly. no matter where you look is no, beautiful. So what did I what did I do? I went to the museums, I went to the uh, all the, the tangible heritage that they have from the times of the Khmer. 
I went to all these fantastic um, structures that they have in in Bangkok, mm-hmm. like the palaces, you know, the the temples. I mean, I was I was fascinated. When we went to Malaysia, to Malaysia, it was the same thing. I went to Vietnam, same thing. I just went to the cultural places and also this uh, natural sites, for example. Yeah, this is how you, I think, and that's I think the essence of connection when you go. When you peel off those layers of superficiality, of course, of course, of course. when you go to the uh, the where it matters, and I tell I tell people, you know, the guides or whoever the the people, the hosts or whoever you know you you meet in these countries to take me to the places where the locals eat. Yeah, not to the fancy restaurants. No, no, the, no, 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 not no. to the chains. Exactly, the hole no, in the no, walls, no, no. those no, no. vendors. I went to Myanmar, for example. It's a very close. It's a very close uh, country. And I also, I didn't go to the beach. I stayed in, in Rangoon and I went everywhere. Well, the tourist infrastructure is not developed in, in Myanmar. Mm-hmm. So you have plenty of authentic choices, to, you know. But when I lived in Japan, I didn't go to the, you know, to the touristic places. I, w- I went I'm to those places. to go to Japan. You have I'm, not been. I'm dying to go. I'm a big fan. Uh, it's, it's another planet. Of the culture and on many aspects. It's another planet. The history, the anime. Yeah, yeah, everything. Of the aesthetics, the aesthetics, the the, the code, the the bushido code, of course, which which is is a way of life. Yes, it's a way of life. That country spoils your palate. I think I, I mentioned to you because once you leave Japan, you feel that everybody's rude. You know that, <laughs> but that, that, Israeli, that everything is dirty. I think in J- Israeli and Japan <laughs> will stick like a sore thumb. You know, with our well, no, but you know. Everyone, everyone yes. that is not, yeah, everyone who's not all guy jeans, all guy jeans, all guy jeans will yes. stick. Yeah, especially if you are like the stereotypical guy jeans, yes. like for for them. And most of you are, you know, have this phenotype. You're asking, asking most of you, most of you. So uh, you will see that you 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 will be surrounded. For example, you're in the metro, and probably you're the only foreigner in in that in that wagon. You know? And you're like in that cart. You're the, you're the only that car. You're the only foreigner. <laughs> But people are so nice and they respect so much the space and uh, so polite. And some of them, you know, are very curious, especially after a couple of rounds of sake. <laughs> you know, they, they start... That's an amazing culture when you can go there with your boss. Yeah, whatever yeah. happens in the, uh, around the table stays Based around there. the table. And then you yeah. go back, you drink, you drink each other under the table. Voila. You go the next day. You're like, yes, sir. Yeah, 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 exactly. No, and, and there's a hierarchy that is very, very tough. Yes. Um, my wife actually worked in, in two in two major companies, two major Asian companies. She worked for Samsung in Korea yeah. and she worked for Nissan Motor Ooh. when we were in Japan and, and Nissan Renault when we were in France. So she knows a lot of this uh, corporate culture. I mean, it's good for you to be a lawyer in your relationship, especially a diplomat, <laughs> so you know... What language? Yeah. How the <laughs> and you know, my, my wife is writing her memoirs of this. It's, it's a fantastic tale. If it sucked, I would tell you, yeah. even if she was my wife. But her her book is very, very good. It's, it's, it will be published, I believe, very soon. And I'll make sure that we can review it together. 100%. Because I know you're, you're very curious, intellectually curious, and I'm sure you will enjoy this, this uh, her narrative and her story. Always great. The only way you learn is to see things from other people's perspectives. Especially and the ones who have, who have lived, you know, these experiences uh, directly. You yes. Know, 100%. Intimately, you know. 
So, so it's a very good book, and it speaks precisely about uh, that unique way of of uh, working and living. It's like a it's like a nation within a nation you know, when you're in one of these big corporations. Yes. So what you say is true. I mean, my wife never participated in this drinking, you know, uh, how do you call it, binge drinking things. She always found an excuse because me being a diplomat, they kind of like respected her, you know, so. Okay, okay, okay. 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 <laughs> <laughs> so, she, so she was spared. She was of spared. The, uh, of, this, of this thing, like, getting drunk with everybody in the karaoke room and stuff like this. Oh, ridiculous, boy. ridiculous. It's very it does fun. sound like an experience of a lifetime. But it's know? very fun. Yeah. I have to tell you because I, I did it in a couple of occasions. <laughs> it was very, very fun. You you end up like in a brotherhood that lasts for a night. A night. And that's the next day. Next day huh? Ernesto-san, how are you, Ernesto-san? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing. Here it's different. Here if you go out with your boss, that's it. There's no more boss. There's a friend. No, but I see here that it's very horizontal. Yeah, in general, it's uh, as soon as you get here. It's when you get to a point when you understand the language, you establish yeah. like a sort of, sort of connection. There is some sense of hierarchy, you know, because yeah, we course, all go through the army. The we army, all know course, how you, it you, works. You, you have exactly. to have it, and someone has to put the foot down in the end. Yeah, but how's it going? Hey, how's your day? You good? You not like? It's it's like that. It's I notice, and they call everybody calls each other by the, the brother and the name. Like John or whatever. First names. Yeah, yeah. Ilan, uh, Rami, Romy. They call each other. No, 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 Mr. Fulano. No, no, it's amazing. Straight, straight yeah, to the yeah, point. Like, like directly. Yeah, so it's go back. How, how was it for you when you, they told you you're coming to Israel and then <laughs> you get to see first the people who are like very similar in their yeah, 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 yeah. culture experience, but not just that, but they also share in the something that is the core essence of being a Dominican. How is it? Well, to be honest, uh, we've made so many friends in the seven months that we've been here. So many, so many friends that I feel that are genuine friendships, you know, not just uh, like drinking bodies or people that you meet uh, seldomly or whatever. No, I feel that the friendships that we have developed here are uh, real. Yeah. You know? There's a sense of solidarity in the Israeli people that uh, I think I have not experienced in, in anywhere else besides, you know, countries in my region. Yes. There's a warmth. Uh, and if there's chemistry, they will let you know. They will make sure that you know that they appreciate you here, the Israelis, that, that they want your company. Uh, they will make you feel protected, you know. And uh, this is our experience so far. I mean, it's been very good. Very, very good. People here also, um, if they don't like you, they'll also kind of let you know. Yeah. Which is good because you know where you're standing. Yes. In Japan, that would never happen. You always be. It's the same in the US. They'll, yeah. Unless <laughs> unless you push them too far, then they'll tell you. But they, that's like one of the issues I had living there when you don't know what the real the other person exactly. thinks. Exactly. And and it's it's hard also to perceive um the soul of people under those circumstances. Yes. Here I, I feel that you can get to the soul of people. If the chemistry is good, immediately they will open up. And this is very important. When you, when you was like and that's why when I hear people talk about their trips to the Republic and like mm -hmm. they say 
it's amazing because the people are genuine they're authentic they're true what you see is what you get and that's the only way in our life especially with the rapid growth of technology of yes. social media unless you're really putting yourself out there unless you present yourself as you are you're not going to get the same you're not it's not going to resonate with the other person it, totally if you're going to be fake they're going to show you something that is you portraying them like they'll reflect your fa fakeness yeah i think i think also those those masks are really heavy to wear you know yeah. when, when you're not being honest because you you have it's you have too much to to think about and to to take care it's better to be honest and genuine as you say it's much easier yes and this is also why why living and working in this country uh for me has been a very positive uh and fulfilling experience everywhere i've been people have treated me very very well uh they will they might not be as you know um how can i say like with all these protocol things you know that that we probably used to especially when you serve in countries like japan or france or or even you know south korea where protocol is super important yes people here are much more casual but as i told you you immediately if there's chemistry you feel that you know people are open, and they will even tell you it's an official meeting but if if they like you they will even tell you no let's get together socially you know? yes i would like to introduce you to my family you know what i mean wow and this you're not used to this coming from countries like those like from in france and japan that would rarely happen koreans are different yeah koreans are very warm and koreans are also very curious and if they they also like you they will let you know you know what i mean but uh but coming here has been really a great great experience living here is a great experience for us how is it for you as a representative of one country to be in another and kind of you know you get to make those friendship you get to make uh bonds but at the same time you represent an, an another side so how do you maintain those um the balance the balance where yeah how do you maintain the balance of keeping your interests versus you know being part of the society you're in well the thing is that our mission is very clear you know our mission is very clear uh when it comes to professional relationships uh i can see here that people are, in that sense are very mature and very professional you know one thing is work and one 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 thing is and another thing is that social interaction that you might um develop with someone that you like you know mm -hmm. what i mean and uh, here the the thing is that also i have to say this the level of the people that i've been encountering because i i'm very focused and not only in government but also in the academia and in the business sector so the level of the people there are people who have traveled plenty people who are polyglots people who have read plenty so we find so so many things you know in common there's there's a wide array of, of common topics of interest that i i believe that's why it has been easier for me like to cross that little line from the professional to the personal uh but uh since they have that level also it's easy to keep things separate you know what i mean yeah I, yesterday i went to technio mm -hmm. in uh, haifa i was amazed i wanted i wanted to go back in time and study science you know because of how wonderful my experience was there and the way they treated me the person who received me 
was not only a very uh, well-known engineer, you know, fantastic career, but he was also a martial artist. <laughs> he was doing Kenpo Karate. I don't know, not Kenpo, Shotokan. Yeah. He was doing Shotokan. And, uh, and we, started, we started, besides, you know, what we had to talk about, we started speaking about uh, martial arts. So you can imagine how beautiful the interaction was. We agreed that he's going to come to, he's going to invite me to, you know, to Haifa. I will invite him to my residence also so we can sit and continue our discussion because the interaction was so nice, you know, so good that I really, I truly, genuinely want to continue conversing with this interesting individual. You know what I mean? Yeah. The level of the people that I'm encountering here is fantastic. So, so I'm motivated to, to nurture these uh, potential friendships. That's, the, that's, but that's kind of like, a, I would say, a niche way to, in, in a, because most, I would say most people are not polyglots. Most people are not, I would say, in a... I know what you mean. Yeah, you know. But this is, this is the, the area where I am, you know, gravitating. Yes. So I cannot subtract myself from that. But I can tell you, the gardener that comes to the residence... He's a fantastic guy. I talk to him every time he comes. And I even help him because the conversations I have with him are so interesting. And also, you know, this is our nature. So I, want, I like to connect because for yeah. me, everybody's the same. You could be the prime minister. You could be the gardener. For me, you are worth the same. That's, I think, the most important, you know what I mean? important uh, approach when you when you're open to each other, to everyone in the same way and you show the same interest regardless of their, you know. Of course. Artificial status in society. No, because, you know, these positions are, are how can I say, everything is, is, is temporary in life. Yeah. Life itself is ephemeral. So I am in a position now of privilege because it's true. When you are a foreign dignitary, when you're an ambassador, of course, fantastic. It's a beautiful opportunity. But... It doesn't change my nature as a, as a human being. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm interested in the human experience, not in the position of a person. The position might might go, but your your nature, who you are, is what will remain. You know what I mean? Who yeah. you are, not the position that you're occupying. It's not what you do, it's who you are. It's who though. you are. To me, that's what's important. That is precisely what's important to me. And how how what would you adv- suggest or advise to someone that want to be able to connect better, how should they, if they have a, uh, if they have a challenge of connecting, what would be the first thing? Even a challenge of connecting to, to other individuals socially or something yeah, like, like that? Yeah, like in a sense, like, you know, striking a conversation is not the, the, the easiest thing to do or just to be able to, you know, be able to befriend, be social with people. It don't have to befriend, but just, you know, like you said, with the gardener, you can talk to anyone, the clerk at the store. And I, but look, well, look what happens here. I, I have to also, in a certain way, praise your, your country again. Everybody here has had a, a good education. I, I, all the people that I've met here are well-educated. You know, mm-hmm. Very few have not, as you said, everybody goes to the army. That's a fantastic experience for everybody. I have a friend who described... Uh, Israel as the modern Sparta. <laughs> Honestly, that's I, an interesting. I, I really, that's an interesting I really like the the the. 
I, that's the way I said it. Wow, that's a very interesting comparison. Because it has it has elements elements of truth. Your your situation has forced you mm-hmm. to learn to defend yourself. You know, yeah, to, to make it a priority because it it's your survival. It's the survival of the nation. So in order for you to face all these challenges, you have to be prepared. Yes. So everybody here goes through that experience. Everybody here's, here goes to uh, school, university, or college. Or, you know what I mean? Yeah. So everybody has a decent level. It's not like you're, like you're going to find people here that that do not have you know general basic knowledge of things. It's, it's amazing. This country is fantastic. Honestly. So this puts you in a position where you can uh, interact with anyone and you will find interesting topics of conversation, especially if you're open. Yes. And this is something that we have uh, in abundance, openness. We're Dominican, man. It's, uh, I think it's the li- uh, you have to also listen. That's like the beauty of a dance. When you dance, you, have to, you cannot of dance course. by yourself. Of course. You of have course. to be yeah, yeah, yeah. to give and take and then see what the person is bringing to the table. But you know, I think the most important thing, going back to your question, uh, how to engage in in this kind of interaction with the others that that might be uh, might evolve into a fruitful conversation. As you said, first you have to be able to listen, and second, you have to identify the common points that you might have with the person who is facing with the interlocutor. Yeah. When you came, we started speaking about MMA, for example. I guess not all my colleagues. You know, there's I, something about martial arts that you know that like bonds, bonds, bonds. It's a very humbling experience. It is, it is. Because no matter who you are, you're gonna get your ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> and there's always someone who knows there's much more, knows who, stronger who can, than yes, you. Yes, that's know, that's like the best lesson you can get of in course, life. Of course, that of course. no matter who you are, how much money you have, what your social status on the mat, exactly. you are in, exactly everyone's like it's a meritocracy exactly completely it's like i also play chess i suck at chess so we should play then (laughs) (laughs) my dad always tells me you should i should learn how to play chess but because i'm very i'm a very hasty person like i'm Uh, no no you need to be patient i i have patience and then sometimes this patience run out and then I make some uh, uh, some dumb move. Yeah, dumb move. <laughs> or, or just like I don't not see, calculate it. I cannot. I, I you cannot I, calculate I cannot, that far. Yes. Yeah, yeah, okay. That's the moves. A, yeah, and yeah, he but, says you have to learn this. But you know that martial arts, in certain way, is kind of like a game of chess. Oh, hundred percent. Because especially jujitsu, especially jujitsu, because striking is is sometimes is so fast and violent that you cannot necessarily equate unless both are at the same level. Yeah. If if they're not at the same level, it's n- there's no chess there. I mean, somebody's gonna get their ass kicked. That's just hundred percent. Their nose broken. You know, the, their heads kicked off. Concussion, so, knockout. <laughs> exactly. Not, exactly. Your lights are lights going out. out. Yes. The lights are going <laughs> out. But it could be it could be an interesting match when people are at the same level. Yeah. So, and this is where patience come come. You know, patience comes into play when you have good decent level you have to be patient because either the other one's going to get tired you know what i mean if you're both the same like you're neutralizing each other yes you're constantly neutralizing each other but that one who has more endurance will win normally you know this is my experience i don't know what you think and that one 
who has, for example, one special move that can end up the thing that the other doesn't have. Yes. For example, a good high kick. You know, if you're neutralizing each other and you have a better high kick than the other one, you might take out the other guy. You know, especially if you if you if you uh, hide it. If you yeah. hide it properly, if you don't show it on stage, exactly. Yeah. If you hide it properly, if you don't, if you don't, uh, you know, give it away. Like if you're gonna make the, the the hip turn or something, you can get the the guy out because these are these are finishing moves. You know, if you if you if you hit someone in the head with a with a round kick, most oh, likely the the thing I used is to over. do it. It was my it was my. Uh, it is one of my favorite. Also, my go to move, my my round kick was my my strongest weapon. Yeah, yeah, and also the liver kick. The Liver left, kick? the left, the left, you know, kick the, to the side round, kick, the roundhouse. Oh, the roundhouse, the roundhouse to the, to the liver. When you go if you catch it, ball, when you go southpaw, if you catch it, and one time I, this is a memory I distinctly have. Yeah. When I had, to, I spar with my coach, with my mm -hmm. sensei, and uh, he was coming at me, and I jumped, and the round kick straight to, his, and he, he grabbed he it, stopped. I stopped him in his tracks. He was a he was ah, adult. so you got him. You got yeah, him. Yeah, I got him straight, and I was I remember it vividly when he like okay, pause, time out. Yeah, and I was like, whoa, you nailed him. That was you, cool. You nailed him. Yeah, precisely. This was one of my go-to moves because people are not expecting this one. People will immediately try to cover up. You know, when you make the move and then you go to the liver. Now I'm not as fast as I used to be, but uh, if I can be a little bit not so modest, when I was in Japan, I was doing kickboxing. You know, kickboxing in Japan is very good. Yeah. They developed kickboxing, actually. You know, They developed kickboxing. So I went to the, to the next level gym in Shibuya. And I was already about 45 years old. So I was fighting with the between 45 and 50. But those guys were too slow for me. And they had shorter legs. <laughs> Japanese have shorter legs. Yes. I was the only foreigner in the whole gym. So they moved me to 40 to 45. I was kicking their asses as well. So they dropped me down to 35. 35 to 40. And this is where I fit. Yeah. So it was like, for me, it was like flattering. You oh. know, wow. <laughs> they, they, dropped, they dropped me down 10 years because I was like really kicking everybody else's ass. This is a fantastic thing. That's a great ego boost. It's a compliment. Exactly. It's a compliment. <laughs> but then I, I was a little bit struggling because those guys were strong and fast. You oh, know yeah. I mean? You got your match. You know, <laughs> exactly. you they were strong and fast. So they were a little bit faster than I was. <laughs> but Maybe this is when experience then, you know, takes hold. Yeah, 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 for sure. That's how you see, you know, when you go to the master, it's not as fast, or but you know how to deliver that punch. Exactly. Who will knock the you timing. out. The, the timing. The timing. He will exactly. evade. He'll know where to. That leg kick in the right moment, in the right place. That <laughs> You're going to do like a crazy roundhouse and he's going to step in, block it, exactly. and put you on your ass. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, so this, it was, as you said, it's a, it's a very humbling experience. And in Japan, I really enjoyed uh, practicing with them because also you develop a fraternity. Whenever you're in a martial arts gym, it's a fraternity. 100%. The energy is unbelievable. You share a very in, um, primal moment. With yeah, of people. course, of course. So everybody's exhausted, you know, sweaty. You're, you're trying. You need to keep up with the rest, you know. So it's it's a very interesting experience. A very yeah. interesting experience. What is your, what is your, and like, I would say, mission. Not not mission, but what what did you hope to achieve? 
further down the line. You, you mean personally or yeah, professionally? Personally, here? like you as a personally. Listen, my I found my 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 goal a long time ago. Uh, I want to do everything possible to raise the standards of living of the people in my country. As a diplomat, you you can really make a difference. In a country like yours, there's so much that we can learn. You know, we as a nation from the Israeli experience. Most of the technology that you have designed and and developed here has been tested. So I want in, in that side, I think I can I can bring all this knowledge, you know, and share the knowledge of the Israelis and the experience of the Israelis with the counterparts, the appropriate counterparts in the Dominican Republic. And this will generate uh, necessarily good results for the, the whole population. Uh, me personally, well, you know, going back to, to the mission here to finish that chapter, mm -hmm. I want to enhance also the, the exchange uh, culture. I want to increase the number of visitors from Israel to the Dominican Republic. So we're working hard to put the country in the narrative. And one of the channels would be precisely culture. Mm -hmm. I want also to increase the commercial exchange. So I arrived very recently. So I know it sounds very ambitious, but with the help of God and, and also all the, the disposition that the Israeli government has shown, I think we're going to achieve uh, important things. Personally, I, I just want my family to be happy. I, I want eventually to continue to work uh, for my government. This, I found my vocation very early in life. And um, I, w I have a, a very young child. He's uh, 16 months old. Wow. Gabriel Ernesto. Beautiful baby. I had this opportunity at 50 to, to, to be the father of a, of a beautiful baby with my wife. And, How do you uh, sleep at night? <laughs> no, no. We had an agreement. She she knew that that uh, I was too busy, and she she took over this this task. So I'm 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 in a separate room, so I can rest. So I I have to praise her for that uh, kindness. You know, she was very very kind. So I I try to compensate. This is why I told you when you asked me what I did with my free time uh, that I try to spend as much time. As I, as I can with the baby. I, I take my, the baby practically every day to walk with him in, in the beach in Herzliya. Mm -hmm. I take him, actually, I, I put him in the kangaroo and I go kicking with him. You know, they have these things. I'll show you a video later. And he's already used to it. As soon as we approach the sandbag, he starts... <laughs> pa, 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 pa. <laughs> <laughs> so you see, this is a violent movement. I'm doing roundhouses. Pa, pa, and he stays there. Pa, and he doesn't mind. So... Basically that, to be honest, just like, I guess what everybody wants. I don't, I'm not ambitious in terms of, of making millions and all that. Uh, but really, I want to continue to live a very balanced uh, life, you know, of uh, bringing happiness and stability to my family and making also uh, good friends, you know, good friends. Because at the end, uh, if you don't have friends, if you cannot share this happiness, and all these experiences that you live with others is basically like not having anything, you know? Yeah, it's a, I, th I think that's, you hit the nail on its head. It's really, and I don't want to say it's sad, but it's really uh, lonely 
to to experience life and not to be able to share it or to to communicate it and enjoy it with someone yeah 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 definitely definitely i mean i at home it's it's like a, a bubble we try to keep our home uh, in harmony actually you know being so close to oriental culture when you come to the house you'll see our house signboard was done in japan mm -hmm. by a member of a family is is that you know who has been doing woodwork since the Tokugawa regime. Okay. We're talking about 300 years of working the wood, like it used to be. You know? Yeah, like a craftsman like from generations. Like a diplomat family, he is... Uh... Voila, from generations. And uh, our motto is the home of light and harmony. You know, this is our family motto. So it's a very big motto to live up to. But you know what I mean, right? Yes. You, you try to, to keep that environment that you are responsible for that you these are the few things that you can control in life 100 so we try to to keep this uh bubble full of light and uh, rotating you know in a sea of harmony this is what we try to do at home thank god it is not been a challenging task because my wife and i have a, a fantastic relationship and uh, we were friends. That's the most important thing. I when I when I want to do something, I see her normally as my first option, you know, because we share we we are able to share practically everything. So this is cool. It is. It's very you know, cool. You what, when you said vocation for the first time, you remind me something. I think, and I it's coming from Japan, the ikagai. Of course. So yeah. you have the circle, different circles of life, and yeah, yeah, yeah. and the way you describe your life, the way you describe the facets of friendship, of knowledge, of work, and everything, it sounds like you all very close to the to the center. Like you, you're, you're too kind. But we're we're living through the code. If you ask the people who know me, they will probably have a very coherent opinion, because this is what I try to do. You know, I I I tell my my but the people who know who are close to me here and all that that when you live through the code you it's almost impossible for you to fail because you know failure is not an option because if you fail you should you know take your wakisashi and cut cut your entrails you know what i mean yeah 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 because at the end if you if you try to do the right thing all the time things are better you know for everyone for the community for the small community that you are uh managing a few which is your has and for for everyone who is under your responsibility yeah you know? and it starts but it starts with you when you do right by yourself of course of course and then it's you, conviction it's yeah a, it's a conviction it's consistency and consistent is essential martial arts if you're not consistent you're gonna get your ass kicked <laughs> oh, and in life too yeah, yeah, yeah. in life too you might you might be able to accumulate fortunes but if you are not you know in balance it's worth nothing because probably you have all the money, but you don't. You're not happy. You're not. Something is off. Exactly. So this is why harmony and balance are so important. That's. I think. I think balance is a. I think. I heard it somewhere. Someone says. Someone said work-life balance is a bad way to put it, but work-life harmony is yeah, a better think, because think, how, harmony, harmony is exactly you flow from this to this instead of you try to put the scales all the time. You know, you rarely try to count oh i have too much in this maybe i should put instead of you just try to okay i'm working and i know i see that i'm 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 overstepping and uh, something is 
I'm not full on the family side. I'm not full on the friend side. I need to be true to myself and say, pause a little bit to the work and go and really make sure that I'm happy that the inside, like, of course, of course, that you can go to sleep at night. You know, that, that if you don't sleep, it's because there's a biological situation going on, but not that your mind is not resting. You know what I mean? Yes. Look, a long time ago, and I, I will share this with you. I feel very at ease, you know, so this is why I'm... I'm, I'm happy that you say that. No, 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 honestly. I think you know this. You feel it. I feel very at ease, so it, it allows me to share with you these notions that a lot of people might not understand. But since you're in the path also of the warrior, for you it's easy. Look, maturity is a word that uh, people use sometimes, maturity. But what is maturity? I, In my case... I, I discovered it a long time ago. Being mature is having clear priorities. You know, mm-hmm. once you have your priorities clear, you avoid so many problems, my brother. Oh, for sure. You know what I mean? You know Jocko Willick? It's, it's have you heard the name? Bell, of course. Rings he's, a, he's a um, Navy SEAL. Who, ah, of course, of who course. Was, who was very famous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Recent, he wrote a book and all he that. He wrote a yeah, book yeah, yeah. and he was on... on uh, he, he even went he was, to the Joe Rogan He podcast. was on Joe Rogan. Of course, he I, was know, I know exactly what he is. You and know, he exactly. said something that really is, is the same, but in different words. The discipline equals freedom. Yeah, yeah, When yeah, you sense, are... Yeah. When you know... When you create your life the way you want it, the way according to your priorities, and you know, I need to do this to get this, in this order, you know you're free to do whatever you want because you know where your heart is, where your mind is, exactly. where your soul is. No, no, it makes it makes perfect sense. There's only some, you know, there's only an, an aspect that I am concerned of where society is leading us now. And it is that uh, people are making an equivalent of success to the capacity of producing money. You know what I mean? Yes. And that for me is terrible. It is. It is very. It's not just that. Success is not just right now. It's not. It's not limited to money, but right. it's limited to the amount of eyeballs you can get ah, towards okay, okay. what the attention. You do. The attention. Yeah. It's. It's how many likes you have, how many shares you have, I how saw, many followers you have. I saw an episode of the Black Mirror. You remember? Did you see the Black Mirror? Some of it. I haven't watched. You have to see the one. You know, there is something that I have. My mind racing a lot. I have so many thoughts and I'm already, I already have such a mess in my mind. And Black Mirror really make a mess. (laughs) No, no, no. But don't, don't watch those. Don't watch the dark ones. Everything is no, dark. No, no, no. No, I know it's yeah, no, Everything is very ironic and, you know, dark. Everything is dark. It's it's like the, the episode with the, the bugs. Oh, The soldiers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm like. All right, I need to I need to take a second. <laughs> but no, you reminded me when you mentioned about this, for example, this social media where people are so keen on like, I mean, taking a cell phone everywhere. Like, you know, they're not even like enjoying the moment. They're just trying to show off a bunch of yeah. things. There's an episode there about that precisely, that depending on how, on how many likes you had, you were able like to even move to a better neighborhood or, you know, or like you're hang saying, out with cooler you're people. Saying, you're talking, saying China. But you know, you know what I mean, right? Yeah, you're saying China. China? China does this. With likes? No, with credits, with, with behavior. They have they monitor. Ah, no, but this is different. 
it's it's behavior i think that's kind of okay you know if you no, behave no. well you but if you behave well <laughs> but that's who decides because if uh, uh, yeah 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 of course who decides course, if you behave well because if you it's not like they are they're like really? oh, but they do this already? of course if your credit your social credit if you wow. decide if you are a good citizen you can get better percentage on loans but this is good you can, but then who's decide that question ah, okay. is I, I need to go deeper then with our government how, how the system works in how order to see if it's fair i mean if you cuz you and it's not cuz if a neighbor tells on you that you are not on time with your oh, so it's like like in the cultural revolution then it's it's not i mean i mean look if if you're a good citizen you should be rewarded right but it's it's not a very toxic environment in I in, that, in that sense where you're you cannot trust your neighbor you know when they, they have from what so if I you read, have a bad neighbor he can spoil your your social credit from just, what just i by, read by, yeah yeah from hey, what i read yeah that's not good from from just from going online i hope it's not true but from from sources and here and there they tell if someone on the you they you can see if someone on your house is late on his payments or whatever you can you can get this information if you don't pick litter on the street, your credit score goes down. I think that's good. If you don't pick up litter, I mean that's terrible for people. Terrible. I mean, yeah, I mean, look, it, the, this is a very crazy level of control. So we, we're going back to 1984. Orwell, uh, George Orwell, 1984. Russia. No, I mean, no, no. 1984. The Big Brother was constantly monitoring you. Yeah. Okay, but check out that episode. You, I will. you will like it. it's not as dark as the old one i i i can vouch for it I can vouch for it the thing is that you know making money the measure of success is pretty fucked up yes right yes because i mean there's so many people that have made extraordinary contributions and they they died poor you know because at, before it was it was it was not about that it was about the pride you know the and how proud you feel to you can contribute and serve your community and be a fan, be the best professor or the best teacher it's not about who drives the better car or who has the better watch you know it's who who you know which which shoes this woman is wearing and stuff like it's not about that it's not definitely not about it's, that. it's all superficial and, and this yeah. i'm worried about that because then people wouldn't care about growing spiritually you know, because yes. the most important thing for the the rest of the society is, you know, how much money you have. And it doesn't matter also how you got it. No. You know what I mean? And this is terrible. It is. Look right now what's going on in the, I, I, I pay a little attention to the YouTube world. And some influencers, YouTubers who are using their, 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 their influence over their subscribers to make a quick buck. You know, they say buy this. Or exactly. Buy. And that's. Exactly. For it, example, it's really messed up that you just use people who just want to support you and you use their and and yeah, they genuinely I like mean, you and they different. follow you and and then you use them. It's look, it's the, it's one of the oldest tricks in the book. And you the recommend them something that really sucks and it's not yeah. probably good and just because you want to make more money instead of being objective, instead of being a real role model. But look, it's uh, those things. Living simple someone someone said living a simple life like being a minimalist in a sense, yeah, yeah 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 it's very hard because you have to be very intentional it's, it's very hard with your life because at the end you know what happens also with this uh, concept of minimalism i think it applies for example if you're going to be practical if you're going to travel and you don't need like 
the extra clothes. I think there minimalism applies. But for example, I, I couldn't do it because I, I have demands from my profession that will yeah. push me, you know, to live at certain standards. You know what I mean? Yes. So this I cannot compromise because people will not understand. I'm I'm also not when I'm here in my official duties, I'm not Ernesto Torres. I am the ambassador Best of the American Republic. Yes. So I have to be careful with this. If I do it privately, it's okay. You know what I mean? Yes. And uh, But I'm saying not not specifically being a minimalist, just the 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 idea. Yeah, I don't know, of course. Narrow. But you have to be extremely disciplined also to be a minimalist. To Extreme. enjoy life, you really have to be intentional on what you want to get and really narrow down and dilute, like to get rid of those things that, of the noise. The noise. Of the noise, exactly. And what was one thing I wanted to say also about the, the money as a success is, look, we used to prove our, by a lot, like evolution, evolution-wise, we used to prove our capability by showing strength, For showing, example. God, showing uh, wits. Exactly. Being able to craft something in a, in a situation. Yeah, the, the, the real definition of intelligence, solving problems, you know? But that's, look, right now, we don't have to fight off tigers. We don't no, have no, to... No, 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 no. Uh, no, 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 and, and now uh, weapons leveled also the, the strength. You can be six foot five and three hundred pounds, but if we both have guns, this who shoots better. You yeah, know what I mean? exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's not a mat when yeah, you exactly. step in, and <laughs> no, you, like whoever before. have shorter legs now he has to exactly. jump faster or kick kick stronger. Voila. Now the playing field is very different. Yeah, yeah, totally, totally. So. So that's why it's important for me that what we do and to let people hear what you say, because I really hope that at the end of the day, when you, when you, you said, I want to have a simple life when just to keep my family together and enjoy it's the most important and, thing. And most that's, important thing. and at the end of the day, it's just to be around the people around you and have a good experience. Exactly. And the money, the subscribers, all of those, the status is, is 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 i mean it serves a point but it's not the most important thing no no it, it puts pressure on people also you know that that notion that you need to get money in order to to show that you have ma that you made it yes you know it puts pressure on people a lot of people are frustrated because of that for sure you know a lot of people are, a lot of people are not happy because they're probably working jobs that they don't want just to make money and you know they they hate the jobs and but they're probably doing it because it pays the bills you know what i mean yeah well i think you know we go back to that notion of harmony and balance you know you it takes time the the only 100%. issue with with life is that you start learning how to live it when you are aging you know when you're becoming older <laughs> when you pass certain point yeah yeah and when you live some some hard experiences as well that make you realize like like epiphanies you yes. know like hard moments that they say okay i have to reevaluate my priorities now and these moments are necessary Mike, some people learn the lesson some people don't it's like mike tyson said everyone has a strategy and turn they get punched in, <laughs> in the face exactly so <laughs> everybody has a game plan a game plan a game plan <laughs> until they get punched in the face so yeah that's like you said unless someone get punched like if it's it's better not to get punched precisely either because you can get a concussion you might lose a teeth you might break your eye socket you might break exactly. your nose and all your cheekbone that's some substantial damage some of it can be irreversible of course of so, course yeah yeah in life also in life precisely in life is, is like that also you can make decisions that can affect you through the rest of your life
So this is why sometimes it's, it's good to listen, as yeah. you said at the beginning. Listen, and when your parents give you advice, I think people sometimes people make resistance, but you should because if there's if there's uh, if there are individuals that are will that want the best for you who are most likely are your parents. Yeah, you know. So I, I had a fantastic I have a fantastic relationship with, with my parents, and uh, we became best friends when I started maturing precisely, when I understood their role, and when I understood also when I when I became a father. I understood also many, many things. Oh boy, if my dad would ever hear this episode. Really? Like, like he would be, they, they, like, look, I'm coming from a Russian family. My I'm wife is th- Russian. I'm 30. But you're Sing- very mature, man. Single. Extremely mature. They don't care. I'm single. That's all they see. And they like, David, you need to, you need to haul ass right now. You need to become a dad. Because you need to, you need to grow. That's that's no, but there. but I'm gonna in this case. In this <laughs> I'm case, saying it in a, you in know, a I know, I'm, I know. But in this case, I think you can wait a couple of years more, my dear friend. <laughs> I think so too. Yeah, it's, it's better in this case because these are decisions that are very very important. Exactly. And uh, it's true that they, in this case, they're also well intentioned, but they're following probably an ancient paradigm. You know. That's why it's always good to. Not to to listen, but to take it with a grain of salt and see it for yourself. No, but, but you know that even if they tell you, because most of the advice that they will tell you will be on point. Yes. But in, in this case, they're thinking that uh, the circumstances are the same when they were young. You know what I mean? So yeah. in that, they will need also some kind of evolution to understand that we're living in a different place now. So if I could give you advice in that regard, I'd, I'll tell you to take it as easy as possible. And you should marry when you find a woman that you believe can be your your true partner because of the coincidence, especially in vision, in taste, you know, in values, in values, exactly in values. And uh, but but you know, even if you find somebody with all the values and things, and you don't have the same taste and all that, then you know things will do. It's the harmony. Yeah, it's the package. The package has to be as complete as possible it, and it's, it don't focus on the superficial it, sh- it is important that you feel attracted and all that but nature will take care of that you know slowly so <laughs> as long as the inside surpasses you know what it, what is in the outside it's, it's a good match you know yeah. what i mean it's yeah, a good 100%. deal so before we end there's a one question that i like there is a show called actor studio if you ever watched I, of, I don't think so. By name of by the host, uh, the late host James Lipton. He he no. interviewed everyone under the sun from Hollywood about directors, actors, and it's amazing. I'll their, check it out. Their yeah. insight. But he had a questionnaire, and I base I as I evolve my podcast evolves. I base it on that questionnaire, and the last question of that questionnaire is very interesting. And since you are men of faith and belief. That's, I think it's it's a very suitable question to to finish with, and is if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say to you when you arrive at the gates? Hmm. That I was coherent, you know. That I was a, a coherent person, and that I uh, gained respect of the people who mattered to me because of how much I tried to support them. To guide them, you know, yeah, to care for them. This is what I would like to hear from God. That's an awesome answer. So now the stage is yours. 
to let the people know how <laughs> they can find out about your work, the projects, how they can learn a little bit about the Dominican culture, because we talked about a lot of yeah, things. Yeah, that is true. We and I really would love someone who getting to know more, how do they can be more? In well, actually, as I told you, I arrived very recently. I presented credentials at the end of February of this year. So our, our work here is basically starting. But the embassy is open. Uh, we are updating also our website. Uh, we will have uh, next year when things are back to normal, <laughs> we will have a calendar of activities and we will, uh, with your with your assistant and help, of course, we will like to promote these activities. I know how much you like Latin culture, especially uh, the Dominican culture. And uh, we will keep everybody posted. We will, as I told you also before, we will put, uh, we will try to put the Dominican Republic in the narrative because we have so much to offer. And I know that uh, Israelis are very open to new experiences and, and if, if uh, they would like to have a taste of what the Caribbean vibes are, I think the Dominican Republic is, is the perfect place to be. We don't have, because of the circumstances now, events planned. We will celebrate our restoration day, but it's going to be a small celebration because of the restrictions. Um, limited to the Dominican community. It's not a big community. We, we're about 100 Dominicans here. Mm. And... Um, right inside the guidelines. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And hopefully for next year, you will be one of the first to, to have with you the calendar of activities so everybody can participate. Mm. That, um, that The idea of going to the Dominican Republic with Dima on a tour is something that we are also... Uh, in certain way, uh, pushing. We are working with him, and we're we're trying to find uh, nice places that are not uh, just for tourists. Or, no, we want we want you and and the people that will accompany Dima to have a very authentic experience. And we want we want you to go to a place that is uh, isolated, you know, at a beach, to to live with the community, to eat what the community eats. Yeah, and with with privacy. That's the that's the you know. The yeah, I want you to be in the heart of in the heart of the thing, not not in the traditional all inclusive resorts. That's not interesting. It's it's not it's not really a, a, a fulfilling cultural experience. No. If you just want to go relax and like throw your wallet and just chill, you should go to a to a yes to an all inclusive because the beaches are fantastic. The food is great. The entertainment is amazing. All the water sports, all that. If you just want to go there, relax, forget about the world, you can do that. But if you want to live the deep uh, cultural experience of what do being Dominican you know, means, you have to get out of the resorts. And this is what we're going to try to do with Dima. And we're going to, we're going to eventually make this initiative grow, you know, because this, this is the best way. Yeah, it's just the best to way. meet. And yeah, then yeah, we, yeah, what yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. also before with the yeah, yeah. project we're gonna evolve. Of course, and and we will we will also with with God's help and also with the aid of the Israeli authorities, uh, eventually establish reestablish the direct flights from Tel Aviv to Punta Cana. This will make a difference. Oh boy, yeah, this will make a difference. So we will keep you posted, and, uh, and once I'll I keep you posted, and uh, once again, listen. Uh, my gratitude, my deepest gratitude for this opportunity. I more than than an interview. I felt that we had a conversation, you know, 
among friends. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a conversation between friends and I really, really enjoyed it. And it was truly my honor and pleasure as a some of a very small content creator who just like starting no, to get contrary. your audience. It was true. On the contrary, on the contrary. Listen, I'll put you in contact also with Alexandra, with my wife, because I believe some of this, uh, the clips from from this interview, she would like to have if it's possible. Yeah. Because she has has a large following in Russia. And uh, in certain way, I became became kind of like a celebrity in that community. (laughs) Because Sasha, Sasha, I believe she loves me. I'll tell you why. (laughs) She's, she's, She's quite pretty. She's very pretty. She's eleven years. We younger. established you're a man of good. Uh, good <laughs> Thank things. you so much. We share, we share that as well. <laughs> She's eleven years younger, and she always made more money than I did. So it had to be love, brother. Otherwise, what the heck, right? It's true. It is true. <laughs> man. So, so I think that would be very good. That would be very, very good. Just to wrap everything here, I would just want to thank you with uh, just with the podcast. I want to just say. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank, Thank you so much you for, for your inviting. time. I really appreciate it. Thank you for inviting me, really. And and this is not the first one, I hope. Yeah, you have to I invite just, me again. We have to do one in the residence, okay? We will, we will. We have to do one. I just tell everybody, everyone, I'll put the links to all the events possible at this point in time in the description of the podcast. And please make sure you follow on social media and everything that I'll provide to stay in tune if you want to really experience dancing and this is my plug here come on fridays to la magia by bachata mania by my friend dima and adi when you can experience the closest thing to a caribbean uh culture with the people the atmosphere the dancing and sometimes and alcohol we have a killer mama juana so you should definitely i am a witness i am a witness Yes. And I frequently visit it as well. So thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you on the next one.